Hey, everybody. This is Dr. Kevin McGovern, and today is Thursday, February 16th. we got a great show for you today. I um, want to tell you about if you guys ever need to work with Mike or I, please call or text 978-651-1812. Just text that line, put help, put baseball, put we need help, and Mike and I will certainly reach back out to you um, and give you some help because that's what this show is about um, so without further ado, I'm going to turn you over to my very handsome broadcast partner, Mr. Mike Ferry. Michael. Thanks, Kevin. Wonderful new uh, introduction. So great yeah, job. Yeah, rather fun. Just find us how to get in contact with us. It's a great new info. People, sh- people should know. 978 number, eh? That's interesting. Yes. Is that, is that actually 978? Uh, it is, yeah. It comes right, oh, to okay. my, it comes right to my cell phone for those who want to text me. Interesting. Welcome, everybody. I am indeed Mike Ferry from the Farm Baseball Performance Institute, alongside the aforementioned Dr. Kevin McGovern, Perfect Motion Sports Therapy, and fabulous Ben Bills coming to us with a new background. He's getting a little peek inside the life of Benjamin Bills there, everybody, so you're welcome. Living the bachelor life nowadays. Yeah. Look look at that. Yeah, yeah, okay. Definitely tidied up from the situation you had, so that's nice. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. So um hey, I'm uh, so we're excited about today's show. It's gonna probably be a little bit of a shorter one today. Um, we got some stuff going on today, but um wanted to talk about uh something that Kevin and I have been doing for several years and just recently decided to sort of make an official thing. Um, and so to to sort of jump right into it, Kevin, if you don't mind, I'll kind of kick it off. So I um we don't work in the same facility. We're approximately, what are we, 20 miles away, Kevin, something around there, right? Something that facility, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, you know, we typically get different clientele. Obviously, Kevin's a physical therapist. I'm a baseball instructor with the facility in, uh, in one part of the state of Massachusetts. Kevin's in another. Um, but over the last several years, or this really goes back to, you know, probably 10 years now, but but more recently, in the last year to year and a half, um, you know, we've had kids that, you know, get injured one way or the other, you know, maybe it's, uh, you know, playing too many sports or not playing enough, you know, enough sports and over rotating too much, whatever it might be overuse injuries. Um, but, you know, I would refer them to Kevin. Uh, and then while Kevin would have them and Kevin gets to talk more about this, uh, more about his philosophy of sort of fixing the hole versus just that one little area that might be hurting. Um, these kids learn posture you know posture and sequencing and that sort of thing and they do it repeatedly with kevin whereas i talk about it touch on it but you know there's lots for us to go to do and by the time they get back to me and we sort of put those things those two things together like the results have just been i mean amazing they've been they've been nothing short of amazing i'm talking like you know more than 10 percent increases in exit velocity bat speed um you know distance you know hitting the ball 20 30 feet farther um and so this idea of physical therapy, right? And would you, I guess, doing it without injury would you technically call that 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 old term prehab. Is that right? Well, yeah, I'm going to talk about how I, when you're finished, about how I wish I could get rid of the title physical therapy, mm. or at Perfect. least yep. at least people's idea. So I'll let you finish, and then I yep. can talk to you about exactly what I what I do. But that's a great question. Perfect. I'm about done. So the idea of, you know, you hear the term a lot, functional strength, not so much recently, but like that was like a big thing, you know, five, six years ago was functional strength, functional strength. And 
I always go back to my guy, Ted Williams, who was, you know, 6'4", 170 pounds, 175 pounds, who would hit the ball consistently well over 400 feet, 430 feet. You know, some would say even over 500 feet. Um, and it and and it has you can get as strong as you want, but if you're not moving in the proper sequence, and if you don't have the proper muscles conditioned to perform action, you're going to leave something on the table. And so that's really the missing link here. And you put those two together, and it's not just a theory anymore because we've we've seen it. Um, that's where you get get big results. But so, God, tell us more about the uh, removing the physical therapy mm-hmm. part of well, the physical therapy. Yeah, you know so. As just a little background for those who don't know, I am a doctor of physical therapy and I am a certified strength and conditioning coach. Unfortunately, the world of insurance has pigeonholed what the entire, you know, the entire world thinks is a physical therapist. And that is that you treat someone who is injured. That couldn't be further from the truth. Um, there's a huge movement out there. I just came back from a, a conference about concierge physical therapy, which is essentially cash-based. And, um, I got, you know, I'm, I'm in some of these Facebook groups and I actually got into it today. And I think that I had a mic drop today, right before we went on the air. <laughs> and it was this, if you are an insurance-based physical therapist, there's a very good chance you're, you are practicing unethically, mm-hmm. right? Because if someone comes, if you, one of you guys come to me and I notice this, 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 I see an ankle, I got to prevent this. I got to do that. I'm hamstrung by insurance. It's not going to pay for that. So I don't treat it. So if I don't treat something that I see or can improve the body, what does that make me? Right? That makes yeah. me kind of I'm I'm, to, I'm toting the line of of being unethical because I, you know, if we take Ben, I see that there's an issue with Ben, but I know that if I do X Y and Z, that isn't going to get covered by insurance, so I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I don't offer it to the patient. And that happens, that happened. I mean, I own the insurance-based practice. It happened forever. So now as a cash-based provider, I don't have any of those rules that I have to follow from insurance. You come right. in my you come in my office and I do I'm a a movement guru, right? I I fix human movement, whether that movement is an injured movement, an uninjured movement, you wanna deadlift 50 pounds more, you want to throw a baseball 10% harder, you want to have 20% more velocity on your exit velo. That's what I do. So I always say to people when I do camps or clinics, you trust me when you're injured, imagine what I could do for you when you're healthy. Right? So the people that we have had in common, um, once I get them out of their pain or their debil- whatever is debilitating that, I then reboot their movement. We start at essentially Lego block number one, go to two, go to three. And when we do that, they move better. They move more efficiently. They move with more power. They move with more speed because that's what the body's intended to do, right? I got this on my, um, my Facebook group for my office. Someone sent this golfer in with this. Maybe I can pull it up. This un- unbelievable swing, unbelievable smooth motion. I'm like, like, wow, isn't it amazing? I'm like, no, it's not amazing. That's what the body is supposed to do. Everybody else is walking around in some sort of dysfunction that's allowing the body or the body's fighting itself to do that. The body's getting its own way with movement dysfunction, not allowing for that smooth looking swing. 
or that, you know, nice, graceful gait or, or that, you know, that athleticism, your, your body's like going against itself. That is what I clear up. And that is why the kids are getting such good results. I am happy that now we have a way to actually measure them where I can say, Hey, you know what? Uh, I took that kid velocity. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I just had a kid from Acton Boxborough high school. I just increases velocity seven miles an hour in five visits. Yeah. Digitally read, you know, using a diamond kinetics ball, right? Whatever. So it went up, whether you can argue whether, you know, what, what the number was, but it went from here to up, up seven right. miles an hour. Right. All right. I did is clean up his movement. Just clean it up. Yeah. So, so you bring up a really good point, right? So, because, you know, the kids that I'm talking about, they originally went to you for something else, you know, it was lower back, it was knees, mm-hmm. it was whatever. Um, and I know, and I want to want you to talk about too, like how there is like, I know you're working on those issues as you, as you know, you're hired to do, but you know, in addition to that, you're teaching them proper movement and proper sequencing because, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's, it's, it's sort of your stance that part of why you probably got injured in the first place is because you're moving out of sequence or you're not in proper postural position when you make an athletic movement or whatever. Right. So that's, I think there's something that really makes you different from a lot of other physical therapists. And, and it's like, you're, you're fixing, you're really just fixing the human right? It's like, well, whatever's injured is injured, but you're going to get injured if you don't move properly, if you don't know how, if you don't have proper posture, you know, and all of that. Um, and so that's, that's a huge difference. And anybody could benefit from that. That's the thing. You don't have to like, wait till you're injured to go see Kevin, you know, to, 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 to fix that because that's ultimately what's going to make you a high level athlete. I mean, we talk about it all the time, like bodybuilders, right? Like Ronnie Coleman and, you know, Franco Colombo and all these guys that were just absolutely jacked, you know, like a little smaller than me, but, you know, big, you know, at the end of the day. And they, they, without the, you know, they couldn't just go out and be a world-class NFL football mm-hmm. player. They couldn't go out and be a, you know, a world-class hitter, world-class basketball player. It's not just the strength. And that's the sort of thing, Kevin, that w- I think the, the sports world has gotten caught up. And I know it's in baseball. It's everything's like strength, 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 stronger, 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 bigger, bigger, bigger. And we're not seeing like tremendous results because in fact, you're, I'm seeing more injury. As am I, I think the, you know, there's a, um, uh, I know you don't think it's a sport, but it's called Full Swing. It's on it's on Netflix. There's a, a six or eight episode now about the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. So they're following these guys around. Every single guy's got a trainer. Is that the one that I came wanna, out last night? Yeah. I want to yeah. throw the trainer away or change the name of the trainer. And we're going to change that to movement coach. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're not going to do how much can we bench how much can we squat? How much can we deadlift? Because now you got golfers out with look at Tiger Woods back ACL, you know, take the car crash aside, but banged up, right? His whole career he has been battling injury, right? Because we're not teaching kids. We're not teaching athletes to move correctly. I mean, Mikey, how many kids in your pro that like we've talked about? Like when you'll say he's injured again, like mm-hmm. what? Yeah. Like at 15 years old, I didn't, did you know injury? Like, yeah, if we slid, we'd have a raspberry once in a while, if we slid in the second base or as kids from the eighties, we'd have a self-inflicted injury, like setting up 
at the Y. I remember spraining my wrist, setting up the gymnastics thing to jump off of that onto a trampoline to try to dunk, right? And yeah, miss yeah, and yeah, fun, yeah. Right? But they were self-inflicted injuries. These kids today cannot stay healthy because they don't move correctly. So I like to take the medical model. Let's start with movement first, right? Let's get kids to move better, more efficiently, with more power, with more flexibility, how you are supposed to. Not We're not inventing the wheel. It's just that everyone has delved away from that. And then there's such a, a poor definition of physical therapy, right? A lot of that's because there's a lot of poor physical therapists out there who just punch punch time clocks. Okay, just do this, do that. Insurance has absolutely ruined medicine, right? Because you're there's so many restrictions. So you can't use someone's full skill level to take an athlete and do that. And then when people have that, okay, and the places where you have complete autonomy is usually in the sports world, right? The Celtics, the Bruins, the Red Sox, you have that autonomy to do whatever you want. It's failing because they're not doing the right things because they're worried about how fast, how fast, how fast, how fast, how fast. And that's why the injury rate is going through the roof. Yeah. I, I think too, it's hard sometimes to get a kid. I think I honestly, and not just a kid, anybody, I think, to get them to understand that, okay, if you were to sit your hips back a little more, right? If you were to roll your scaps down and in the opposite opposite directions, um, you know, how much that will affect a swing, for instance, a baseball swing, how much it will mm-hmm. affect a throw, how, how well it'll make you block better in football. It's hard to think that just that because, you know, they think, well, in order to get better, I need to put on 20 pounds and 20 pounds mm-hmm. is going to equal X, whatever. Right. And look, th- that does have an effect. Of course, mm-hmm. you're going to get, you know, if you, as you get stronger, but, but it's not going to equate to your max all optimal performance if you're not moving mm-hmm. properly. Right. I mean, I see all the time that, you know, the human legs are 20 times stronger than the arms on average. Right. So if you're, I don't care how big you are upper body wise, you're not going to, you know, if you're swinging with your arms, you're not going to out hit somebody who's doing it properly with their their core and their legs. It's just not going to happen. And that and that all has to do with posture and movement. Yep. That's well, Ben, simple. you 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 can attest. You have been an example of when I do the batter's box trick, where I have a kid take a swing and do a check swing, and I resist them, yep. and have them stand up and just hinge their hip, hips back, and then test their strength again. And I can't move them over. You've seen it. You've done it, right? Okay. Yep. No, it works. And it's it's true. I'm, I I like the idea of thinking about this as like almost like a, a doctor's visit or a checkup or something. You're going to get checked up. There's nothing wrong with you. Go and get, you know, your movement tested, like, because there's always places you can benefit from. You know what I mean? It's like, just because I'm not hurting or just because I don't need to go to you if I'm if I'm only hurting, you know, what I mean? like, if, even if I'm healthy, I should want to go to you to optimize what else can I do better? You know what I mean? And like Mike said, it's the very small, minute little movements in your swing and in your throws that make the biggest difference. And you, those are things that you're not going to like feel immediately. Mm-hmm. Like you want to, you you have to almost train your body to do it because if I do it once in a hitting session, I'm not automatically going to do it again. It's like, it's training. So right. just train your swing. You have to train your everyday movements. Well, when I, you know, when I see someone who's injured, it's almost too late. Mm. Not, not that they can't be fixed, right? Anyway, you know, knock on wood, most people can be fixed, but they've done poor movement over and over again, so wrong, or, you know, that they have become 
that they have this repetitive strain injury, that's really going to be number one, really hard to correct because number one, we have to fix the inflammation of the injury. And then we've got to go back and find the root cause of that and stop that from occurring. And that's just more time that someone that someone's out. Or unfortunately, people, here's the other thing. People are like, well, once I'm out of pain, I'm better. Okay. No. See you in a few. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it it's just it's it. And then you know, I've been trying to tell people that it's a reverse pyramid, right? And you're at the bottom point. And if we fix that, you're you know, you're, the sky's the limit. It goes up and wide of, of what of what can be of what can be done, and, and that's essentially why we have created this this program. We're about to roll out in your facility. Yeah, I mean, body movement is it, your body's designed to move a certain way, mm-hmm. and so it's just like anything. If you if you were to get a new car, right, and it's decided I'm going to drive this car in reverse. It's not designed to do that. Your car's not going to last very long. And it's certainly not going to, you're not going to be able to hit its peak speed by going in reverse. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to start out. And if you have a stick shift, start out in fifth gear. It's not how it's designed. So just have it. This is really just getting your body to move the way it's designed to move. And that's how you become more efficient. And that's mm-hmm. the bigger muscles carrying the workload and the smaller muscles doing, doing the least of it. And look at this thing's it's out there right now. So everybody knows about arm care and the baseball world right for pitchers it's aren't you hear it all the time arm care arm care arm care well right but there is a like i so go ahead read because i'm gonna, I'm gonna yeah it's just I, it's just the it's just the point of knowing that that hey i get it whether it's the right way or not it's i gotta take care of my arm before it hurts i don't want it to get to the point where it's hurting right so that's they're aware of that why not have the same approach to your body your movement your swing all of those things as a baseball athlete, you know, this is also stuff that if you learn this properly fielding position, you're going to be able to get into proper fielding position all the time. And, and I always say this, you know, and like, you know, cause when I was coming up, we used to hear coaches go, Hey, look, there's physical errors and mental errors. And I can deal with the physical errors because they happen and blah, blah, blah. It's the mental errors. And I always say, if you're a trained athlete, if you're trained properly, they're one and the same. Mm Mm-hmm. They're one of the same. If you know how to get down in front of a ground ball and you get your glove on the ground and you're out and you're fielding it out in front, and you're using your chance and all that, you're not going to make the error, right? You're just not. I mean, if the, the, what's going to happen is maybe the ball bounces over your glove, but that's not an error unless you get a real jackass for a coach who wants to hang that on you, right? That's a hit. That's just a bad bounce. That's not an error. So if you know the right way and if you've trained the right, right way, um, you won't make those errors. And this is part of that. Like the only way that I see them happen, I see errors happen is, is by kids not performing with their body the right way. Like bending down at the waist, letting the ball get under their chin because they can't get into a, they can't habitually get into a good squat position. Right. And so you see that. So why, when you learn this stuff that Kevin's talking about, like this all sort of becomes second nature. Yeah, so it's in my free time, I, I've come up with my working definition. So that means that this could change. But, you, you know, the the word arm care has been completely bastardized. People mm. don't know. I mean, if you're talking arm care, like I, I need to do arm strengthening. I need to put ice on it. Well, I'm going to. So here's my definition of what arm care. The application of corrective exercise to improve the functional movement of the joints proper mechanical training, strengthening the kinematic sequence, and inflammation strategies in order to produce the greatest amount of power while limiting the chance of injury. Yeah. 
So that's my working definition of arm care. And, I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but unless at least unless it was in the very beginning, I didn't even hear you say the word arm. No, I didn't. I, okay, one more time. So the application of corrective exercise to improve the functional movement, I put joints, which would be shoulder and elbow, proper mechanical training, because no one that I've seen has ever come in with great mechanics with a Tommy John injury. Okay. <laughs> Strengthening the entire kinematic sequence not just the arm and infl- inflammation strategies in order to produce the greatest amount of power while limiting the chance of injury. Yeah. So that's, that's essentially what, um, what my definition uh, of arm of arm care is. It's not just one of the, it's a whole conglomerate uh, of stuff. Well, that's a perfect example, right? You know, I task anybody baseball player or not, Go watch a video of any pitcher, any big league pitcher, and you tell me that they're just throwing with their arm. Like anyone, right. just just watch it. You know they're not. It's like you're not right. throwing with your arm. You're throwing with your entire body. There's this whole big windup. There's a leg kick. There's a reach. There's a drive. There's a push. If you believe that on the back, right? All of that, and then the arm comes. And yeah. so, so you can't so, have <laughs> just taking care arm, of the arm. Right. Yeah. You can't have arm care without spinal alignment. Right. Right. So if your spine High, isn't aligned, spinal hygiene, maybe. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. No, so yeah. Right. So if you can't, so if you're not starting your arm care beginning at the spine, mm-hmm. you're going to the wrong person. Right. Because if that's not aligned and in proper functioning order, that means your nerves do not work correctly, which means you're not getting enough power to your muscles, which will then not work correctly. So I never hear anyone talking about spine and arm you know i'll see all these words i see you constantly these word salad studies and i'm like you're wasting your time great you got a research grant but really you're wasting my time talking about this nonsense let's get back to the basics let's have an aligned spine that goes out to properly functioning joints that goes out to properly functioning muscles and if in very simple, and if you're not following, and that's with, and that's not just with arm care, that's with knee care, ankle care, nose hair care, everything. It's all the same. Let's get the let's get the thing that causes the the, the power, the brain and the spinal cord functioning correctly, moving proximal to distal. Yeah, and that applies to anything, right? I mean, if you're a boxer, throwing a punch. It's if you're a martial 100%. artist, you're throwing a kick. Yeah. So, I, I you know that's. That's really, I think that's the most important thing to drive home here. And, you know, Ben, I know you see it, right? So you get a kid, you know, there's, we had a kid last night, kids, what was he, nine years old, 10 years old? And his, he's like eight and his feet aren't lined up. Yeah. He can't, eight. he doesn't squat. And, you know, there, there's someone who, you know, half of his life ago probably performed perfect squats without even knowing it all the time. So he's lost or, that already. Or he does, you know, or like, you know, if we've got foot issues, do we have hip issues? Do we have pelvic issues? That stuff right. needs to be tested, right? Because it's not, it couldn't, this foot's the furthest away from what may be the problem. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's huge. And so, and, and I've, I've always, and, you know, I know since we've been talking about this, Kevin, actually making this a, a thing, uh, you articulate it better, but I've always looked at it as, you know, I have instructors sometimes, let me talk, say it this way I have instructors that, they're excellent, but sometimes mm-hmm. they throw too much at a kid. You know, they'll go, "Hey, you know, your your posture's off, your knees are bending." I'll sit back, all right, and then, "Hey, you know, your front shoulders fine." Hey, your top hands. It's like, you, all right, you got to slow that down. Let them work at, you know, one at a time, and start 
at the most important, which is your arm path could be perfect, but if your posture's off, it's not going to matter. If your sequencing's off, it's not going to mm-hmm. matter. If you're rotating your shoulders first and you have a good hand path, like you're never, you're not going to hit the ball hard. You're not going to generate bat speed. And so, you know, putting it in steps, like mm-hmm. check, check this off first. You know, can you can you properly position yourself in a in a posturally strong position athletically, right? Then can you make an athletic move? Like, can you load while maintaining that position? Then can you perform a rotational swing with that position and so on and so forth? And I think that's really what we're talking about and 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 really just kind of drilling home that, and, and just like any other skill, this is something because it's not something hitters or pitchers or athletes generally possess today right now. I mean, I, same with you. I, I haven't seen one either that comes in and just nails this. So it's it, like, like anything else, it's got to be, you got to look at it as a skill and it's something you got to train. Yeah. And, I, and this is essentially, you know, what we're doing, we're, we're combining sport instruction through a physical therapy or medical model. So what does that mean? Well, when you come to a doctor's office or a physical therapist, number one, every time you come in, you're assessed. Mm-hmm. So we assess, we assess you, whatever that assessment through the game test, through rap Soto, through whatever, we, whatever you need help, we're going to assess that. Then we're going to test it. Then we're going to show you some things to do, retest it. And then we're going to give you homework to do. And then we're going to document all of that so you can follow along and see your progress. And then we're going to have a plan. The biggest thing I see with with that's missing in athletic instruction is planning, right? Okay, we did this, this. Now, what are we doing? Visit two, visit three to the ultimate goal. What is that goal? What is that? Well, you know, my goal is X. So if the plan is not heading toward that goal, you're never going to make it there. You can't. Mm-hmm. What I see is, you know, I'll see these guys, you know, we'll see it on the internet. We'll see our friend, little Richie, and just fly by night. Let's get our little you know, push off thing for pitching or a little PVC pipe to flip around. Let's just hammer that. What is the plan? How are you going to take an athlete, a patient, anyone from point A to point B and all the steps in between? And that is what this, do we even have a name for it? We don't have a name for it. That's what this surprise thing that we don't have a name for is going to do. We're going to take a baseball player, assess all the movements, Plug them into all of what Mikey just said for markers for pitching and hitting of where someone should be, figure out what's wrong, and then design a plan to get them to move perfectly to produce those things. I mean, that's from from my perspective, that's what we're doing. Yeah. And, and, and honestly, from mine too. And it's because it's there's two things to look at here, right? So as a, as a baseball athlete is, you know, can I perform the motions of a baseball swing properly? Okay. Let's say I, let's say I can, let's say I can, I can, I can move sequentially as I'm supposed to. Um, most can't, right. Again, it's, you know, especially with kids bats in the hand, you have to hit a ball with that bat. You already have it in hand. This is the easiest thing to do, right. Without mm-hmm. thinking. <clears throat> so most, most, most don't or can't. Um, I say, I say most don't most actually can't also because they don't have the proper postural. Like, I challenge anybody to like get, Put yourself in a position where your knees are bending forward and try to turn your hips real fast from that position. It, it's it's really hard to do, especially quickly. You can maybe be able to turn them, but you're not going to turn them quickly. And if you do, you're going to fall over and probably land on your face. So it's it's two things, but 
they need to be blended together. Mm-hmm. So, so, okay. So you're not squatting, for instance, like you're not in a squat position when you're in a load phase of your hitting. Can you perform a squat? Can you actually do it and hold it and not be on ba- off balance and feel like you're, you know, you're rocking on your heels and your toes are coming up or whatever. And can you, can you have that lordosis in the small, your back, you know, that bend. So all those things. So can we do this? Okay. Now you can, all right, now let's apply it to this moment in your swing this position, this step in your swing. And so that's how, you know, it's really being combined. And it's, and again, this is something that I've seen. So this wasn't even planned. They, you know, kids would go and work with Kevin. Sometimes I would say, Hey, Kevin, could you take a look at his hips and take a look at his, like his load position. He does, he's having a hard time getting into his back hip, whatever, whatever it might be. And then the next time I see that kid and I, you know, I've been working with Kevin long enough to know that I can look for it. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they do it and then boom, all of a sudden, and look, metrics don't lie. They just don't lie. So if a kid comes in and all of a sudden he's hitting the ball 10 miles an hour harder than he was, where his max was an 85 and now it's a 95, you're talking less than a week's time. Like, and, and it's not just one player. It's not just two players, three players. It's, it's now several players, probably close to a dozen just in the last year and a half. I would say. Yeah. It's, it's Bill. And you know, I'm not, we're not, doing anything magical well maybe Mm. we could say maybe we could say that we are but we're doing we're just cleaning up the kids movement and making them more kinesiologically sound which is essentially producing great results across the board there's there's no one there's certainly no one who has gotten uh, worse (laughs) everybody has markedly uh improved in in what in what they were doing right i mean that's pretty mm-hmm. much uh what we're talking about and then they get it and then they get it too so like you know, i was saying earlier like it's hard sometimes uh for kids that really focus on this stuff like i don't know how you your the responses you get ben but i get a lot of kids where i you know we try to focus on this and they're like dude all right fine move my knees back this far like what's that how big a difference is that gonna is it gonna make so it's hard from the grasp it so that they almost don't really want to put as much effort in focusing on it you know you definitely get the kids who think it's like it's so small that it doesn't matter and it's like it's like you kind of want to beat your head into the wall because it's like just trust me like all that matters you know it's like and they're like you know what fine we'll try it and when they do actually try it and they hit one good and you see their look on their face like holy crap that worked (laughs) yeah now like you trust me yeah now do you get it no, right. you good? And that's that, that is a big deal. And I and I think you know of all the things that I look, I I love, I love the metrics. I really do. And and it's you know there's like you know there's that debate of some people don't think they don't matter. Oh, who cares about your launch angle? Well, of course it matters. Of course it matters. Like if you can't hit the ball past seventy miles an hour, that means your your bat speed's not going any more than 60, 63. You're probably not going to go very far in the sport. So of course it matters. And how you hit the ball matters. If you're a guy who's never hit a fly ball in your life, never got one off the ground, you're probably not going very far. You know, if you're a guy who only hits pop ups, you're probably not going. So having, you know, it's it's not that you know it's like you have to have this launch angle and you have to have this exit velocity, but it is uh, sort of um, you know, it, it's almost like a validation of what you're doing. So if you do it properly, that's just going to be the result. And so I love it for that reason. And for this reason where kids, you know, if a kid is sort of fighting the idea of like, 
Yeah, no, when I'm when I'm with you, sure, I'll get my hips back. But when I'm hitting on my own, I'm just going to do it the way I've been doing it because I've been hitting fine. So you get them to see the difference and you get to, you know, that's, that's, a, you can do it without metrics sometimes. I mean, I've had it done before where, you know, all of a sudden you throw a Baldo kid and you get that like whack, like that real loud smack off the bat. And they like, same thing, like you said, Ben, like their eyes open up. Like, did I just do that? They can you know? hear it. You, know, again, you can hear the difference too. You know what I mean? You can absolutely metal bat, wood bat. You can hear a difference when it's done right and not done right. Absolutely, for sure, for sure. And so that's um, and and everybody should. And that's the thing. Everyone has the capability to get there to get that sound off their bat. Everybody, because right. this isn't just the big strong kids, you know. And it's not just a little. It's it's everybody. Everybody, when done done properly, can do this. And again, you know. You talk about players. One thing I probably said this on the podcast before, but um, you know, like a kid Jackson that's uh, at Tulane now that used to be with us, and and when I saw him at 12 years old, and I knew that okay, if I train him properly, he's going to be something special. What I saw was everybody else at that age when I put him on video, and you you know you kind of scroll this slow motion in this app, everybody's tips would turn in like eight frames or whatever it might whatever it was, and his was like almost half. It was like four or five. So he just crazy. turn his hips really fast, right? So you know he has it. Now, it usually came after his shoulders or whatever is out of sync, but but you know like, okay. And, and, and someone who has the ability to turn their hips that fast is going to hit the ball harder, swing their bat harder, hit the ball harder than somebody – who's got 30 pounds of muscle on him. It's, it's so, within proper sequence, you know, prox- so, proximal to distal. Yeah. So let's take a second here. So Mikey, if somebody wants to do this and they're a fan of yours, uh, they're on your list. How do they, how do they, what do they do? They call you. How do, how do they get in touch with you? What do they yeah, do? They can go to the farm BPI.com website. Um, or they can just email the show. It'd even be easy. Um, you know, uh, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's info at proveitlive.com if you want, to, and, and, and if you want information about this. And we have our new hotline that you announced. Yeah, so you can, you can, yeah you, can, you can text baseball to 978-651-1812, and someone will reach out to you. Uh, we're going to have a Zoom call. I think that's what we're, how we're going to do this. We're going to have an upcoming Zoom call about this so um, people can get on and ask questions. We'll record it. So that if in case you can't make it, we can send it out to you. But those are probably the best in you know, info at proveitlife.com and then text baseball to nine seven eight six five one one eight one two and we'll get you out some information. Yeah. And and at the end of the day, it's really about like just I think it's important that, you know, whether you're coming to me or in Kevin or whoever, just to know that this is a vital part of baseball development, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know finding somebody who can work on that with you being able to you know check you know take a look at you measure you out grade you whatever it is and help you move in the proper pattern to coincide with the movements that you're trying to perform on a baseball field on a football field on a hockey rink whatever basketball court it's can't stress enough how important it is in terms of reaching your optimal because what athlete would want to look back and whatever, even if they go and play college ball, right? Look back in five years or whatever, and six years, and go, you know, I I left something on the table. I could have been, I could have been better. I could have been a little bit. I could have been a contender. Right. No one wants that. You want to leave it on the field. Isn't that right? Awesome. Ben? That's, that's that was right. fantastic. Um. Right. So, uh, and before we close out the show, um, I want to kind of dedicate the show. Um, my birthday was on the tenth. And I got a text from my college roommate 
uh, on the 10th, wishing me a happy birthday. And uh, yesterday, Valentine's Day, or Valentine's Day, he uh, passed away, finally oh passed away at uh, 51 years old. Um, so, Glenn Davis, this one's for you, buddy. Wow. Sorry, Kevin. That's right, man. So, uh, you never know when it's going to be your last day, I guess. So, he was only 51, um, two children, um, is a fellow physical therapist. So, he and I were pretty much in every class. And we were roommates. We were roommates for, for a bit, too. So, um, my condolences to his family and all of his friends. So, mm-hmm. sorry to end on a bad note. but I know. Uh, what a, what a downer. Glenn was, a good, end on. Glenn, Glenn was a good man. So, have a drink <laughs> for my friend Glenn. All and right. uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening. See ya.